You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Akome. So let's get started. Hey guys, hey, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here. And today in the guest chair, I want you to meet producer, storyteller, Raina Campbell, the founder and chief dream driver behind Dreams in Drive, a platform that helps millennial creatives learn how to take their dreams from park to drive. In six years, Raina grew the platform to over 200 episodes, 1 million plus downloads and streams in 80 plus countries. In addition to Dreams and Drive, Raina works in marketing and partnerships at Paramount's internal branded content studio, helping to make brand partnerships come alive for some of your favorite brands. Raina has been a lifelong storyteller and is committed to sharing others' journeys of success. She's a 2013 graduate of Princeton University and has a bachelor's degree in sociology. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to put your side hustle dreams in drive. You'll also hear Raina and I talk about the fact that we are in a podcast mastermind together. We connected back in the very first podcast movement conference that we went to. And of course, Raina being the natural connector that she is, got a few of us together and we have been connecting and workshopping and sharing our journeys together ever since. So let's get right into the episode. Welcome, welcome to the guest chair, Raina. I'm very excited to talk about putting our side hustle dreams into drive. And I think there's no better person to talk about this than you. So for those who don't know you, um, can you share a little bit about yourself? So when did you start podcasting and why? All right. So as you guys know, I'm Raina. I'm the host of the Dreams and Drive podcast. Uh, Jamaican sister, just like Nikayla, but I was actually born in the U.S., but I still claim, you know, my parents are Jamaican. Went to Princeton, graduated, thought I'd have this big media job, but that didn't happen. So I ended up kind of like hustling in New York. Um, well, not hustling. That's, that sounds like I'm, I was a hustler in New York. I ended up, I ended up um, kind of... Yeah, hustling to find up, your way. Yes, like alongside having like a full-time job. So, you know, I was doing a lot of freelance writing for different uh, magazines like Madame Noir, Huffington Post, uh, really feeling like, you know, I want to be in the media world, but I didn't really feel like I was like not saying accepted. But as you guys know, like the New York City of media world can be like tough to get into. Yeah. And so after a few years of just being on the outskirts, I said, you know what, I'm going to start my own podcast, which is what I did. And I launched my own podcast, Dreams and Drive in 2016. Uh, January 2016. And uh, since then, I think this week, the week that we're recording this, I'll have like over 300 episodes, right? So yes, um, it's really been a whirlwind over these past six years of just really figuring out my storytelling gift as you are, right? A storyteller, loving to tell people's stories. I really found a platform to do that. And along the way, realized that there was so much more that Dreams and Drive was than beyond just the podcast. Like, I just had this girl send me a message, a video message, like telling me like you really, really encouraged me to do this and not give up on my own dreams. And she was there motivating me. And I'm like, dang, like I didn't really realize that something that I started just because I couldn't find a place for myself. Right. So Mm -hmm. I created my own platform really has like morphed into something that I'm really proud of. So hopefully that's like me in a nutshell. And I also work in marketing in the corporate world now. 
just to clarify a bit. So were you working at the time? So the podcast was your side hustle or were you using it to get yourself a job? Yeah. So um, when I started the podcast, I was actually working in marketing at an e-commerce fulfillment company. So I was kind of doing it alongside having like a full-time marketing job. And then in August, 2018 is when I quit my job full-time to do do (laughs) dreams and drive uh, that I thought I'd be able to do it full-time like in the beginning. So that that's Mm -hmm. the story if we get there. But yeah, so I was working up until 2018 full-time. Got it. So that is actually something that is super realistic. And I I don't think enough people talk about that. Like this path of, first of all, figuring out what you're doing, the journey, especially post undergrad, it has twists and turns like that. Like you dabble in entrepreneurship for a while, then you work for someone else, then you might go back to entrepreneurship or you might, you know, decide that you kind of like being a full-time side hustler. So what made you decide to leave your role and focus on doing Dreams and Drive full time? Well, to be honest, Nikayla, I didn't decide anything, right? <laughs> my my boss, it's funny because I think I was so naive and I had a cool boss yeah. at the time. I thought he was cool. He took me out to lunch one day and he's like, Raina, uh-huh. like, what do you want to do with your life? And I'm thinking, you know, it's just lunch. All right, let's talk, right? So I'm like, yeah. you know, one day I want to have my own media company. I want to, like, and now in retrospect, I'm like, why was I telling that to my boss? Yeah. And so my review was coming up. And at my review, he wrote on my review, I don't think this place is the place for Reina's future goals. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a fellow Caribbean brother. So part of Ooh. me feels like low-key, maybe he was trying to push me to, like, Ooh. really pursue what it is that I wanted. Yeah. And based off that review, I was put on like a probation at work, um, like a review period. And um, I just decided to negotiate like um, a graceful exit because I just felt like it wasn't this wasn't the environment that I really wanted to be in. Like, to be honest, I was really trying to be like a side hustler at work. And Mm -hmm. I I don't think I was giving my full 100% to my position, which worked for me for a time. But like, you know, not everyone's going to tolerate that for forever. And so this really forced me to think about like, what is it that I want to do? And can I really like sustain myself from my podcast? Mm. Now, to be honest, I had started that job in 2014 and that was 2018 when I left. So I was saving aggressively those past four years. So yeah. I had enough save where I'm like, all right, I could survive for like a year, you know, maybe two years if I'm like living, you know, I'm still living at home with my parents. So that's also yeah. a big thing. So it was kind of like I was pushed out. But at the same time, I had the safety net to really just explore. Mm. Like I didn't really have everything figured out, but I had the financial safety net at that point to just see, all right, girl, what will happen if you just really take this time to put into dreams and drive into your freelance projects and all of that other stuff. So that's what I did. So you said a, a couple key things. Now, first of all, y'all, that this is real. Um, we've all gotten caught up in the okie doke when people ask you questions and they're really trying to see if you're trying to stay with what you're trying to do at the company Yo, or not. I don't know do why not get I... caught up. <laughs> do not get caught up in the okie doke. Remember, you are still at work. It's not, but I, it happened to me too. So I'm not blaming you. Like you think, you know, especially if you have a good rapport with your manager. Listen, like he's kind of young, you know, like if all right, anyone so at the cool. company asks you what you want to do, always weave in a company goal. <laughs> always 
always weave in somewhere in the company you want to be until you're ready to leave, right? This is from our experience. But then you also talk about saving aggressively, so clutch, and also living at home with your parents. So I also lived at home with my parents um, for, you know, uh, around the same time that you were living at home, you know, mid twenties or whatsoever. And, you know, not everyone has the opportunity to do that. And then sometimes when you do, there's this like, a uh, sense of pride where you don't want to do that. But like, especially living in the New York, New Jersey area, it, it can be cost prohibitive to live on your own and it could be so helpful to save. So once you had saved, um, you were able to explore, right? Without having to worry about your next paycheck for for a while. Yeah, no, that was definitely, and you know, it's funny because um, we're going to probably talk about this later when it comes to just scaling a business. But I think <laughs> I have been a saver to my detriment at times, right? So it's oh, why like, do you say that? Um, because I feel like my relationship with money sometimes is I'm scared to like even spend on myself. And when it mm-hmm. comes to growing a business, when th- in retrospect, whenever I think about like what are some things that I could have done with Dreams and Drive that maybe yeah. I'd be further along right now, it's maybe like investing in things earlier instead of waiting until now and like building out a team and not being scared to put out money, right? It mm-hmm. takes money to make money. Yes, and I just think yep. sometimes it's like, all right, you're doing all this saving. But yep. what are you doing with the money that you're saving? And so that's yeah, where I, I am now. I was really trying to think about how can I use these funds? How can I use like the revenue Dreams and Drive is creating to build something more and not yeah. be so caught up in this like, I don't want to go broke, but I'm not broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also think it's because growing up with Caribbean parents, like my dad was a big <laughs> like, you should be able to have it twice type thing. You know what I mean? And it's right, like, right, right. Like be pay, able to pay for something twice before you think of buying it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Heard that before. So you were working for yourself now for what was that? Like about three, four years before you uh, went so back? So if, if I quit in August 2018, the pandemic happened, what, March 2020, right? Yep, yep. Um, I had the baby. September 2020. Uh-huh. And then I got this j- new job at Paramount as a marketing manager in April 2021. Okay. So I'm coming okay. up with my one year at Paramount. Well, congrats. Congrats. So before Thank we get you. into, you know, your transition back into the working world, as you call it, we, we, you were still working <laughs> when you were doing trains and drive. Well, but, um, I'm just playing. <laughs> talk to us about the things that you started to explore when you were working for yourself. Um, You are a multi-passionate person, very talented. Many people might not know that you were the one who produced my first live show um, back in October, 2019. So you were exploring a lot of different things. Um, What did you learn during that year? What what was the experience like for you? Yeah, so I remember like when I first quit, I was like, wait, what am I supposed to do with my time now, right? (laughs) So in the beginning, it really was, so I had the podcast and then was like, how can I get sponsored? Right. How can I get sponsors? But I don't think I was necessarily aggressively looking for that. I think for to be honest, Nikayla, I feel like for the maybe the first like six months or so, I was just like relaxing. If that makes anything. <laughs> I, I feel like no, to be honest, I feel yeah. like ever since graduating. So, you know, I went to Princeton. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was always trying to like be on to the next thing. I, I have not gotten just to relax yeah. since like middle school, right? Like going to prep school, going to college, going to work. And so I just kind of, my parents are like, what are you doing with their life? Right. But I'm like, yeah. I'm figuring things out. But sometimes you need that space yeah. to just think. And I know we have these conversations all the time, but it's yep. like, you really do not need that space to just think. So 
I was looking at the podcast and I'm like, hey, I need to get sponsors. I need to get mm-hmm. sponsors. I need to build relationships. So yep. that's really what I was doing during those like first six months. We're just like trying to figure out like what are other people doing? Are there agencies I can work with? Um, what are some of my other skills? I think I started writing for like Exo Nicole. So going yes. back to the freelance writing, um, going back to like, what are my skill sets that I can make money from? Because mm-hmm. honestly, to get sponsors on the podcast, it's just not always like a one, two, three, and you got sponsors. You take right. it can take time. Um, so I was doing a lot of like relationship seating, and as you know, you I think I forgot how it came about. Like, did you say that I should do it? And I'm like, all right, or did I mention it to you? <laughs> right, right, right. I did forgot I how it arm? happened. How did it come about? Um, because I, I you, forgot. You but planned I like, a, actually you planned an event for your show for your for oh, yeah, your that's audience. What I was, oh, you, you had forgot, a meetup, and that. I was like, "Can you plan my show?" <laughs> I, I had like, a I dinner party. You. I think yeah. I had a dinner party, and then yeah. I had like a um like a meetup in the city at this restaurant, and mm-hmm. I had worked with a, uh, a really nice um I had worked with like a, a restaurant at the time to make it happen. And so I was dabbling in a lot of little things and I was just trying to figure out like what would, what would stick. And I think working with you, um, really showed me that weight, like all my different skill sets, producing, production, uh, relationships, like marketing, like it was all coming together in the live event space. And it's just, and to see it all come together, as you guys probably saw when the Kelly were promoting it and just posting about it, like. I think it taught both of us what we were capable of, right? Like you as a host, you on stage. It was so beautiful to see it come together. And then me back behind the scenes making it happen. I'm like, yo, I like this too, right? Like I like being able to support someone else's dreams, Mm -hmm. which is also why I like having a podcast called Dreams and Drive. And so I was trying to figure out like my role in this whole thing and what I could be. Too bad the pandemic happened, but I know it was fun while it lasted. I can't wait to do it again. But what it taught me about you, Raina, is like, guys, Raina did that whole, like everything. Like what what you might not know either is I was secretly pregnant at the time. I wasn't telling anybody yet because it was still early. It was under 12 weeks. And so I was exhausted in my first trimester, exhausted. I, I, was, <laughs> I was like, what you is know, going feeling on with this lady? Feelings. Raina would reach out to me like, do you want this or this? I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Can you choose? <laughs> Can you pick? <laughs> I remember. I'm like, I know, like, I'm the planner, like, but... What is wrong with her? You know, I, I didn't think that was going to happen while when we were talking about doing the show. So, but that what that taught me about you is just how gifted you are. And I think um, the reason that I'm so glad to have you here is because many, many people come to me and they're like, I'm just, I just have so many things I like to do. I don't know what to do. I, and, and instead of exploring any of them, they just stay in that zone of, I don't know what to do. And the thing about you is you might still be in a phase of determining, um, okay, at what stage do I want to focus on which one? Because I believe you can focus on many things in your lifetime, but you might still be like, okay, I don't know if for the next five years I want to do this one, but at least you will go out there and you will explore and you will explore like fully, like wholehearted commitment, you know? So the way you produce that show, it's like you've been an event planner for, you know, (laughs) years. (laughs) So I encourage people to look to you and to, to look to that example of putting your dreams in drive, of getting out there and saying, all right, this interests me. 
you know, L- let me try it. Like something else you've done is like you you've put together. What do you call it when you've put together whole production shoots? Um, can you tell us a little um, bit more about that? Yeah, so it's funny because I'm here thinking like, what have I done since I quit? And it really was this whole theme of just exploring yeah. random things. I don't think exploring. you know. But it also comes from relationships, too. So, like, another thing that I did beyond, I'll get back to the photo shoot. I don't want to forget this, is I had, like, this steady hustle where I was doing email marketing for a bus company in Atlanta. So, legit, and it came from, like, my past job. Like, one of my old bosses, he moved on. But he always knew that, like, I had multiple interests. And so he put me on to this, like, monthly job, um, getting paid hourly. It was, like, a a crazy amount for hourly rate, right? Just to produce, like, one email a month for this random, like, bus company in Atlanta. (laughs) But it taught me this, like, you don't have to have a glamorous job to get paid, right? And, like, that little little check monthly helped sustain me even when I hadn't yet figured out everything else, right? So I'm doing my little email a month, right? Getting paid my little couple G's, right? And then that was like the funding that let me do other things to explore my creative interests. Something else that I did was, um, I don't even know, I want to say maybe executive produce or like, it was kind of the same thing, like live events producer, but more more so for photo shoots. Um, So I'm really big on relationships. Another friend of mine reached out to me. She's a photographer and she wanted to do like this, like just like a kind of like creative collab with other creatives. So we got a yeah. stylist, we got a photographer, we got a behind the scenes person, we had a makeup artist, we have models. And we just yeah. did this like really dope collaborative shoot that showcased everyone's passions. And uh-huh. we were able to post about it. And then we all got work from that, right? So for these past like three years or four years, yeah. it really has just been a showcase of me just exploring. And I think that's mm. something that, I sometimes get scared to tell people that I've done because it's not necessarily like a linear path. And we've talked about this so much, like even in our own podcast mastermind, which we're a part of, right? It's like, I sometimes feel like the oddball because I'm like, here I am with this podcast called Dreams and Drive. right? And people are like focusing in on one thing and I'm still kind of just doing so many other things but that's my story and i think that's, that's something- a superpower too yeah. which is what you know we're always telling you in the mastermind like, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> like it's okay you could literally you know you have time you could literally decide at any moment like i'm gonna do this thing and it's gonna blow up because like you are that talented and i like that you talked about the linear thing so the linear thing has us in a chokehold everybody expects to go yes. from point a to b to c and it just doesn't work like that and the only reason why it might not look like that for like me or somebody else is because y'all didn't know me then instagram wasn't around when i was doing <laughs> all of my hopping okay <laughs> when i graduated from undergrad and i was doing pr and then i was at a real estate firm and then i was at like you know moving back home with my parents like you didn't know me on Instagram then (laughs) to see it so it just so happens that you know once this came around like I was a little further through all of my exploring (laughs) yeah but you know I feel like that's just something that we have to talk about is like Mm -hmm. it's it's okay like it's definitely okay because there is um I was just had an interview earlier for my show and one of the guests was talking about how like she has all this like random knowledge But Mm -hmm. then when she finally launched her business, all this knowledge that she had accumulated was so beneficial for her. 
it came full circle. Like all yep. these little random jobs she'd done, all these like contracts she's worked on. Now that she's actually a hundred percent focusing in on, no one can yep. play games with her because she's like, listen, I know how to design a website. Yep. You can't, you know. I know how this works. I know how that works. Love I've heard this. of this before. So I think it it's like going to school again, but the school is life. Yes. Instead of, yes. you know, being in school where you're not really learning that much. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's like and, and that's the part real- of the reason. Yeah. That's part of the reason why we have this this misconception about everything's supposed to be linear because that's how school was. And when we get yeah. out of school, we're, we're just lost because no one's there to say, okay, this is the next class you should choose. These are the classes you need to graduate. This is your, you know, your requirement, blah, blah, blah. It's up to us now to, you know, navigate this school of life and understand what we need to invest in, what we need to teach ourselves next to get to that next phase. Exactly. Um, and I just, I, I think that for anyone who's listening, who may feel like, I don't got to figure it out. Like most people don't and it's okay. And, you know, as long as you have, like, like I said, like I was all right with just having something unglamorous in the background that I was doing that was helping me pay my bills, making sure that I wasn't like, you know, asking my parents for money, which I I would never want to do. Right. So especially being Caribbean, you know, that, that whole thing. I know that. Yep. That's why I was working at that realty firm. (laughs) Yeah, when I quit my job, I was 24 working at this realty firm just so I didn't have to, even though I was living with them, I was like, I don't want to have to ask you for any more than this, you know? So I get that. I love that sound. Oh, that sound makes me smile. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big business, customized for my needs with a great looking online store that brings my idea to life and tools to manage my day-to-day and drive sales. Making your idea real opens endless possibilities. It's a journey, but that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. I mean, believe me, this podcast started out as just an idea and now it's an award-winning podcast, Hall of Fame podcast, and I even now sell my own podcast merch. I love how Shopify makes it easy for anyone to successfully run their own business. Shopify powers millions of entrepreneurs just like me from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. So you can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. You can access powerful tools to help you find customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. You can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. And it's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash hustle pro all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Again, start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash hustle pro right now. That's all lowercase shopify.com slash hustle pro. And how, how has the podcast itself 
been a light and a gift to you? Because you talked about that in your 300 episode where you, you said this podcast has just been something that I never expected to be such a gift. Like, what did you mean by that? How has it been a gift? Ooh, it gives me shivers just thinking about like, you know, when you don't realize that something's going to like, um, for me, let me think about it like in the whole dream driving metaphor, right? Like yeah. I legit got in the front seat and not realizing where my GPS was going to take me. And I've been along for the ride and I've been yeah. so many stops along the way. Like um, just thinking about like the guests that I've had on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like people like Jennifer Lewis, like how would I ever, I would have never thought that I'd, able to, I'd be able to interview these people yes. that I've admired for so the long. Jennifer um, Lewis or yes, Michelle Obama's the, brother or, you yeah. know, like just amazing people it, from all walks of life. Yeah, it taught me just like how my own superpowers or just my gift of storytelling was going to make a way for me and for others. Um, yeah. And even interestingly, I think for me, when I was felt like giving up, the podcast was also the reminder, like, girl, no, you can't, because this is what this is your thing. And there are people that are out here who are rooting for you. I think I was talking to you earlier about how someone yeah. sent me a message, like just the other day, a video message, like, yeah. Raina, this podcast is dope. Please don't give up. And I had never even said I wanted to give up, right? But she was like, <laughs> this is this is your, this is your calling. Wow. Um, and we'll talk about when I re-entered the workforce, like mm-hmm. after having Axel, you know. Um, I have a 19 month old son now like I was really nervous about it and it was yeah. actually one of my past guests from the show didn't even know that I was potentially looking to enter the workforce again just to make sure I had that stability for him yeah. um for my son uh she sent me a job posting like hey they're hiring on my team uh and I just you were the first person I thought of wow. and they hired me and I didn't even know like that so it was it was one of your listeners no, it was one of my past guests, like my oh, first guest, one, one wow. of my first guests on the show. Um, wow. We had kept in touch. She's also from New Jersey. Yeah. She was always a fan of mine and always supported me behind the scenes. Like legit in March 2020, she sent me this job description and said, this is you. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> I got a baby. Like, I don't know if I want to enter. And I was so nervous to apply. Yeah. I was so nervous to do the interview process. I thought I had been out the game for so long. Mm. And then they accepted me and that uncovered a new, like, new, like, uh, yeah. driveway for me to drive down. Another Did you put way your podcast, podcast on the resume? Like, was that part of your portfolio, like, to them? Well, like, I had nothing I else, do? right? <laughs> <laughs> meaning, meaning, no, 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 let me not say no, that. No, it was a meaning, big chunk like, of what you've done over the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, no, I always have my podcast on my resume. But what I'm mm-hmm. saying is, as far as, like, what was I doing from 2018 to 2021, right. that was the big part of it. So I definitely had yeah. to position the podcast as, like, a company that I was growing and all the functions. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to one women's show right exactly uh, so i was producing editing uh fundraising everything so i had all the different executive functions that i definitely yep. showcased to the team and being that my job was in partnerships and marketing i think it kind mm-hmm. of made sense um yep. another way the podcast was a gift for me and this is just me, me even more so on the personal side as you guys know so i was living at home my partner and i we had like a situation where we you know we had to stay home because his mother was sick so for a while, I'm like, I just want my own space. I need mm-hmm. my own space. And yeah. I was doing the whole like looking for places and it just wasn't working out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? It's going to work out. Just keep doing it. Like six months of looking for a job, uh, looking for a place. And I yeah. finally uh, found this nice little townhouse in town in my budget, had everything I wanted, went through a realtor for it because it was like a Zillow listing, but uh-huh. it was still through a realtor. 
Okay. They loved me. They were young people just like me. They said, we want, we want to meet you. We want you to meet the, the landlord. And I said, okay. So, you know, open the door. We had this meeting. I looked at her and I'm like, you look familiar. And do you know she was a guest on my podcast? Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? What? What? It was no, one of no, like, no, and the reason, no, no. I did the not reason why, this story. no, the reason that why it chills. wasn't, that just, no, gave the me reason chills. why I didn't notice it up front was because yeah. I guess like the name that she uses in business isn't her same name that it's like her government name, right? Okay. So when they, she said, oh, we're going to, you're going to meet with this person. Like I didn't, it didn't click for me until I saw her face. And I'm like, oh, you were part of that group that like I interviewed wow. on the show, right? And so it was just another sign to me, like, girl, like this podcast is yes. going to help you get what you need to get. So you yes. cannot give up on this little baby here, okay? Nope. nope. So and I just wanna oh my God, we just had a pause <laughs> here just to just to let that sink in, you guys. I mean, the things I wanna highlight here that what I love about this story and your story here is number one, you kept doing something that you loved as you work to discover the parts of your talents that you want to focus on. You kept doing what you love. You kept pouring into yourself and you kept building relationships. Like podcasting is one of the best ways to build relationships. A lot of people don't realize that like this podcast is a cheat code. <laughs> I was going to say it that I tell anybody, if you want to get on have an yeah. interview. Have an interview series. Interview. And just, <laughs> Why are we putting this in quotations? Like we don't interview people. Yes. Like we're acting like we we doing a cover up <laughs> business, but no, it is a cheat code. Interview people, okay? Oh my gosh. So now let's talk about your you. Okay, so you've had a baby during the pandemic, and I mean, Ooh. how did that change your path? How did that influence like what you wanted to do next? Obviously, you wanted more stability, but as you started to look and think through your life goals, um, you know, what were some of the things that you started thinking about? Um, I think the biggest thing for me, the first thing was like legacy, right? It's like mm. I'm not just doing this for myself. Um, mm -hmm. when I saw him, I'm like, I want him to be. Not saying that I was just dibbly dabbling with no end goal in mind, but like yeah. I really felt like having a baby and not saying you need a baby for this to happen, right? <laughs> just don't have babies so you can have some kind of, you know, stability or some kind right. of, uh, you know, working towards something. Because <laughs> they, they hard work. They are hard work. Yes. But I feel like it really forced me. And I always heard this, right? Like it mm -hmm. forces you to start thinking about your future and start thinking mm -hmm. about like, what are you truly doing? Because I can't just like... You talk about stability, but I do want him to be stable, right? I do want him to to be able to provide, like, a home and a life. And it's something that I have to think about. Like, my parents came here from Jamaica because they wanted a better life, right? And yep. everyone always says, like, I want my child to have, to not have to have the struggles that I had. Right. And I don't think I necessarily struggled, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, what can I give him or what can I lay for him so that his future is set or so that mm -hmm. he's not over here, like in the whole struggle game with me. So right. he kind of made me really think about my purpose and what was I truly doing and to not be scared to commit. Because I think maybe mm -hmm. I had some commitment problems, as you guys know, as you know, Nikila, <laughs> like this dibble dabbling could also be like a front for my I say this, it's like fear of success, right? I think a lot of times you talk about fear of failure, but for me, I really feel like I had suffered with, but what if it really pops off? Will I be able to manage it? And then just not doing anything, like always playing it safe, right? And 
I realized once I had Axel, is like, I don't always just want to play it safe. Like, I want to take some kind of risk, but at the same time, like, that risk could also lead to stability if I actually 100% did it. And I think that's why I went back to work because for so long I felt like, oh, you know, I had gotten so comfortable just living this side hustle life 100%. Yeah. But really thinking like, why am I doing that? Am I doing it because I think that that's the way that I'm supposed to do it or because I have this podcast and I'd be a, a fraud for actually, you know, having a, a full-time job. I'm right. like, no, like I could still have this gift. I can still do the podcast. I can still like learn within like the corporate world as well. As well. So I feel like he just made me like get focused again because mm-hmm. I had kind of been a little bit all over the place and just thinking that I had, not saying I had time because we all have time. But at the same time, when you do have a child, you got to think about time in a different way. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's not, it's not just about me anymore. And it made me realize, like, I can't necessarily only be living for myself. Like, I have a family now and got to just make some decisions and realize that you got this, girl. Like, you don't have to be here living in fear of success. Go out there and be successful in something. Be successful. Go out there and claim everything that's already laid out for you. You just got to go out and get it. Um, I also heard you talk about the fact that. Returning to, you know, working in the role you are, you're, you're at Paramount Plus now. Is that, am I saying it right? Because there's okay, been so, so many mergers. Just, there's been so many. <laughs> so when I joined the company, is Viacom CBS. So Viacom yeah. CBS is like the holding company for all like your favorite brands, like MTV, yep, yep. VH1, um, CBS, like all these different networks. And then they rebranded the company. And now Viacom CBS is now known as Paramount. So Paramount is the holding company. And they have Paramount Plus. They have Viacom. I mean, they have um, MTV, Comedy Central, CMT. Like all those brands, iconic brands are all under the umbrella of Paramount now. So So I work in their branded content studio. It's called Velocity. So Mm -hmm. my team, we basically produce all like the sponsored content for these brands. So if you see something happening like on Love and Hip Hop with Pepsi, right? Mm-hmm. My team is the one that's responsible for like making those partnerships come yeah. to life. And this is why I really believe that sometimes I don't like to say everything happens for a reason anymore. Like, you know, I think that was something naive that, um, you know, you just hear a lot used to say, but that doesn't explain the bad stuff. So I I stopped saying (laughs) that. But I do believe in, you know, being able to connect dots, especially as you look back on your path. And this role just seems so serendipitous for you. It just seems like so in line with where you are already going. I mean, brand partnerships, um, learning more about branded content and how that all comes to be and how that gets to be integrated. So how do you feel your path thus far has helped you in your role? And how is your role helping you with Dreams and Drive? So I love that you said like everything makes sense, like the dots really connected. And this job was like definitely it was like the perfect job for me, yes. if you know me, right? Like it was legit everything that I was trying to do on my own, but now yeah. I could do it for companies that it was actually going to come to life, right? So mm-hmm. um, in thinking about what you said, it, it really was just like a, a, a perfect mixture of my content strategy, my like relationship building, right? My yeah. creative understanding because my job legit is the, I'm the conduit between sales and creative. So sales would say, hey, we have a million dollars from Cash App. They want to do something. What can we do? I'll yeah. go back to the team and say, hey, we got a million dollars team. What what network do we want to spend this on? 
you know, what are all the things that go into this? We figure it out. I create the deck. I take it back to sales and say, let's get on the call with the client to walk them through the opportunity. So like that is everything that I've done with dreams and drive, right? Like it's everything that I've done, like even up until now and figuring out like what I want to do. I've really been a person who's listened to ideas Mm -hmm. and tried to figure out how to make them happen, which is what which is what I've done. So it it just all made sense for me, Nikayla. And I'm happy that I didn't say no because I was so nervous. I thought like being just being a new mom. So Axel was seven months at the time and he was home with me full time. Um, My parents watch him now daily once I once I got the job. But I was just so scared of change. And Mm -hmm. I think so many times like a lot of us are scared of like this narrative that we thought like I didn't think I would go back to the nine to five as is right yeah but look it's really uncovered and it's helped dreams and drive in so many ways because now I truly understand like budgets right I understand the conversations that are being had at the corporate level and how to make things happen a lot of my work is making sure we're doing inclusive marketing as well right Mm -hmm. and just seeing like how are these decisions? How is content being made? And once you have money, what can you do? Because yeah. eventually one day, like, I want to be able to say with Dreams and Drive, like, hey, I got a million dollars on MTV. Yep. What can we do, right? <laughs> but just seeing how easy money flows, I think it also opened up in me this not being so scared to spend and yeah. not being so scared to invest. Because these companies, I mean, of course, they have much larger budgets, but they're investing in marketing, right? They're investing in content. They're really investing in like figuring out the future of marketing and the future of content and media as is. And that's just something that I'm really learning with Dreams and Drive, like how podcasts are changing and how like sponsored podcasts are changing, just like how streaming is changing. Like, oh my gosh, streaming is changing literally in front of our eyes. Yeah. And you know what's so crazy too? I thought about the connection. So I didn't tell you this, but before in college, uh, I interned at CBS. So I was an intern at CBS for all four years. I was part of a program called the Emma Bowen Foundation, mm-hmm. and they partner minority students with uh, media companies. So I was part of Emma Bowen, and one of my rotations one summer was working at CBS New Business. Okay, and it's interesting because all uh, my job that whole summer was just to watch TV because video on demand was new, and we were yeah. learning about like media and um, advertising. And how um, how the different networks were using their streaming platforms and how they were working with partners and advertisers on streaming, right? Yeah. So that was back in 2012. And now 2022, like, that's part of my job now is to sell media placements in this whole video on demand streaming, like, yep. digital world. And I forgot that's about so that. But I'm like, wait, when I was an intern, I was doing, like, projects or in doing competitive analysis of how pe- how people are like doing this new thing called video on demand. So it's really, <laughs> Preparing it really is crazy. Yeah. Everything you do in life, even if you don't think that it's going to come back, is preparing you for the next thing. So even yep. if you're not where you want to be, like I tell people this all the time, like if you're working at McDonald's, I mean, actually, I don't tell people all this all the time, but I'll just say it now, right? <laughs> <laughs> like wherever you're working, even if it's not your dream job, uh-huh. There's always something you can learn. There's yeah. always something you can observe. Like, even mm-hmm. if you hate it, like I didn't necessarily like my marketing job when I was yeah. doing it, but I learned so much like about e-commerce, about fulfillment, about mm-hmm. relationships, about 
how to be a boss, how to not be a boss, how yeah. to work with other people. Like if you are constantly just observing and willing to take in lessons, no matter what you're doing, you'll there's always always something. There's always something. There's always something you could take from it. And I think most times a combination of who we are, what our experiences were, you know, like what we decided to study or what we decided to have our first internships or, you know, jobs be like, yes, a part of that is like what's available. But then there is something to, you know, what you excel at that will lead you to your next role and your next role. So there's always something that's going to come in handy because it ultimately is connecting you either to something you like doing or something you're good at, you know, because even in a role that you hate, there's there's tasks in that role that you gravitate to that you can then bring to your side hustle, your future business or whatever it is. Like you might be the one who's focusing on that thing because that's what you're good at. So always, always just try to take what you can from any, every single, single job. I, I feel the same way when I look back, you know, and I think about <laughs> the things that I took away from those things. They help me now. Even the bosses you hated, the companies you hated, like take what you can take. <laughs> Every you job know? I had, Nikayla, I did an interview series in wow. in some way or form. Uh, my first job at Princeton was working in career services. Uh -huh. I used to go around campus and just like interview people and say, what are 10 questions you have about how to build a resume, right? And wow. then I would go and blog about it. My first wow. job after college working at a nonprofit, I interviewed like uh, people in correctional education about how they got into correctional education. Yep. At .com, the company that I worked in, the e-commerce marketing, we did a whole video series where we interviewed founders on how they built their e-commerce businesses, right? It's like, that's what I gravitated towards. Yeah. and. I didn't even really see it until I sat back and said, girl, you're just like interviewing. So stop fighting it and stop just really fighting it. stop fighting what comes naturally to you. Yes. And I think a lot of times we don't realize that the thing that comes naturally to you doesn't always come naturally to other people. And that if, if you really sit in it and if you figure out the intersection that will work for you, because maybe it's not just interviewing, right? Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe it's interviewing and sales. Maybe it's interviewing and creating. You know, there's a there's an intersection that mm -hmm. will work for you, but you just have to like be willing to be all right with it and stop thinking. All right, it may be something new, but that's your space yeah. and just own it. And stop minimizing it too, because sometimes, again, because we do it so well, we put that yeah. just in front of this. So like, oh, it's just this thing I do, or <laughs> I just like to do that. There's no just about it. Like, it's not just interviewing, right? It becomes storytelling. Like, when we look at it through the lens of how other people do it and how, you know, they start to describe it, oh, masterful storyteller. <laughs> like, when you think about famed filmmakers and how they get described you have to we have to start talking to ourselves like that like masterful storytellers you know a thirst for knowledge and natural curiosity <laughs> like these are the <laughs> things that they say when they praise people who are doing the exact same things podcasters storytellers marketers like ourselves are doing yeah. so i like that you always call yourself a storyteller too like i need to remember to do that myself <laughs> You know, I didn't, I had a coach uh, who, yeah. who really told me like, he's, he's really into like one word. Um, yep. And he was like, listen, your one word is storytelling. Stop saying you're this, that, like you are yep. a storyteller, own it. Yeah. And when I sat back, I'm like, yeah, I really am. Like I, a storyteller who can tell other people's stories. Right. And that's mm -hmm. what I love to do. I really do love to sit behind the mic and just talk about it. And I've learned, and it took me a long time to learn that like, 
people find value in it because I think yep. sometimes we're, I think it is important to realize that we want to be affirmed in our mm. gifts, right? Like we want to know that people are finding value. At least I do. I think that's my own, you know, personal thing is I want to, I want to like my love language is words of affirmation, right? Yeah. So it's like, I want to know that someone is being, that this is a value to somebody. Um, but the thing that I'm working on now is making sure that revenue piece is attached mm. to it and not being scared of the money. Because I think as creatives, that is the big thing. And now that, <laughs> that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned since yeah. working here. And we, great we need to, to combine our talent. Yeah, we need to combine our talents when it comes to that because, <laughs> you know, in, in our mastermind, like we, you know, there's always the joke. I think I'm the one that's always like, and then you should charge this for that. <laughs> like, Raina will be ideating, and I'm like, why don't you do that and charge this for like, that? <laughs> like, I'm ready. I'm ready to put a number Money on it. Money is know? just because a number. I, I see it's... the value. <laughs> No, yeah, I and I'm learning that too. And I think yeah. it took me working with money to realize mm-hmm. like you're over here sweating about a two thousand dollars and brands are over here making this two hundred fifty thousand dollar, like, oh okay, another two fifty, that's nothing. Yeah. So yeah. it really taught me that like I'm playing small mm-hmm. in this game where there are people who I'll never forget, there are people out there who aren't even half as talented as you but because they're putting in the work and it's because they're believing in themselves they're getting those coins that you also deserve too right yep um that's what i'm trying to really put into motion now yes this is the perfect time to shift into talking about truly how to put your side hustle dreams in drive um the core thing that i hope you're getting from reina's story is that it is okay to work a nine to five while you're putting your dreams in drive. Like it is fine. It, there's nothing like, it's not even like a, and I'm saying that with the utmost, like it's not, there's no like looking down on anything about this. Like that's how I started Side Hustle Pro. Um, you know, Team Akome, the Akome family were big on having that nine to five investor when it needs be, because that's the first investor in your business and your dreams and your future generational legacy wealth. Okay. So that's like a pillar right there. Then when you have that established, let's talk about how do you start to explore your side hustle? So I'm going to go ahead and throw out, like, I think the first step is to start. (laughs) You have to actually try (laughs) out an idea, right? You have to put down, okay, what are my ideas? And then start exploring one. And I'm going to kick it over to you now, Reina. So like, what, what's the next step? Yeah. So once you have the idea, I think that like beyond just making sure like you, Whatever you're, let's say, I'll 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 give me an example, right? So I have my nine to five, right? Um, And I also have to make time. Like You really have to make sure you're making, you're carving out time to actually dedicate to it because I think sometimes not being consistent is probably the biggest thing that makes a lot of people not even finish it. So if you want to make sure that you are putting some type of dream into drive, make sure you're carving out and dedicating time to focus on it because that's the only way that it's going to grow. So Mm -hmm. I would say figure out what it is that you want to do and then figure out like how what's going to be your unique spin on it. Like what's your take on it. Right. And then how to put it into drive is actually like create some kind of small test, some kind of small prototype. So for me in the beginning for dreams and drive the podcast is I was just putting out podcasts. Like you, you have to put out like figure out what your format's gonna be. Like I had yep. a very simple. I have an intro. I'll interview a guest, and I have an outro, and then I'll put that out there and get feedback. And that feedback was really important because it's really. I know they say that like you can either have a side hustle or you can have a passion project. And when I think of passion project, I think 
it's something that you don't care if it ever grows or not, right? Like you're oh, just doing it for yourself and you're doing yeah, it. Yeah. You don't really care what the end result is. Like there's no revenue goal attached. There's no yep. growth goal attached. It's just something that you're doing to make yourself feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like for me, sometimes that could be photography. Like I just like taking pictures. And if yeah. I don't get anybody who ever wants me to be their photographer, that's all right. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to dreams and drive, I wasn't okay with it just being something that never grew or that never had an audience or never Mm -hmm. had like a sponsor. And so I think that's that's why my approach is a little bit different when when I'm saying passion project versus your side hustle, because you're actually trying to grow it right Mm -hmm. in some way. You may not be trying to grow it so that you can leave your job full time. Maybe you want to have a side hustle and a full time job for the rest of your life. That's all right, too. But just figuring out like what's your, we call this in business, like your key KPIs. Like yep. what are your key performance indicators? How do you measure success? Like how do you know, all right, maybe it's for your podcast. Yep. All right, if I have 100 downloads this week, that's success, right? Mm-hmm. And making sure you're pushing those levers that will get you to that. All right, I didn't get 100 downloads. What, the, what happened this week? All right, let me make sure that I'm like putting in the effort to actually review those KPIs mm-hmm. and to actually have some type of growth. And when you meet it, maybe you like say, all right, next month I want to do 125. So I think part of the whole dream driving is really understanding like what success looks like and yeah. what growth looks like as well. Because um, I had this whole analogy. It's like you want to go from park to drive and in drive you're in motion, right? Neutral, you're not going anywhere. It's all right to be in neutral sometimes, but I do believe the whole beauty of dream driving is that you're going towards something and that you're constantly building. And when I say building, it doesn't have to be like you are always getting better. You're always making more money. But for me, it's like you're constantly learning something. Are there new experiences? There's pivots happening. There's movement, right? That's the whole drive aspect. Mm -hmm. There has to be some type of movement. I don't Key know if that like movements. <laughs> yeah. Like movements. Like and you you can define what movement means and you can define what success means. But I think you should just have some sort of definition so that you have something to gauge how you're doing. And I always tell people like I think you may have mentioned this too is like have like save the accolades, save those things that people are telling you yes. that those affirmations like you're doing a good job. Save the successes because even when we were talking about like what has this podcast done, there's probably a lot of other stuff that I can talk about, but like I don't have my screenshots open on my phone, right? So right, like, right, right, I don't right, remember. Right. I don't yeah. remember everything, but it is good to look back and see how far you've come. I mm-hmm. always tell people like that rear view mirror is important, right? You don't want to yeah. drive looking at your rear view mirror. But you definitely need it to see yeah. where you go, to see where you, you know, to reverse and to right. like see what's in behind you. But it, it's definitely important. Oh, yeah. It is so easy when you're a dream driver, when you're a side hustler to get so frustrated because you are ambitious and you have these big goals and you all you see is how far you are from the goal. Or, you know, all you see is how someone else is doing this and you want to be doing that. And that is not you know, that is not where you need to focus. You need to look back at what you have accomplished, how far you've come, what people are saying in response to your, you know, what you've started doing. And, you know, the good things people are saying. <laughs> Don't worry about the, <laughs> no. Don't worry about the critiques. That's the hate. Those screenshots <laughs> because you need them. You need to go through them some days when you're at your lowest or some days where you just need that push, like save those. Um, so I hope this was inspiring to you guys. We're not done yet. We're going to do a quick lightning round. But, you 
know, I hope this has been helpful for those of you who are kind of stuck in analysis paralysis about exploring some of your side hustle ideas. I hope it's been helpful for those of you who are thinking about podcasting because, again, it is a real cheat code when it comes to relationship building. I can't tell you how many people, I mean, even me with Side Hustle Pro, like, there are just some amazing business owners that I now have relationships with that I talk to weekly who I never would have met, never would have a reason to have a relationship with before starting this show. So it is the ultimate cheap code. <laughs> okay. All right, Raina, we're going to do a quick lightning round. You know the deal. You just answer the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? <laughs> yeah, girl. All right, girl. Okay. So Number one, um, what is a resource that has helped you in your side hustling that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? The first thing that came to mind is Google. <laughs> I know you probably get that a lot, but I think like just like the idea here is like me, right? Like you uh-huh. are the resource. You can figure it out. I think sometimes we think we don't have it within us. Like yeah. ask yourself the questions like what do I have to do? What can I type in? How can I use my own knowledge to figure out what's next? Number two, what has been the best business book or podcast episode or television show? I know you love to watch film and TV. (laughs) What has been the most helpful that you've consumed? Let me do. There's one book that I got. I forgot who gifted it to me. I think I just was graduating from college, but it was called Guerrilla Marketing. Uh um, And I forgot the name of the guy. But anyway, the reason why this book was so dope to me is because Guerrilla marketing is like, you know, off the wall tactics, like non-conventional marketing. And in the beginning of growing the podcast, I had to be unconventional in a lot of different ways. And I think Mm -hmm. the book just got me thinking about like, you don't have to do things how everybody else is doing things. And there's ways to think about marketing. There's ways to think about approaches. There's ways to approach things guerrilla style to get things done. So I think in the beginning, like that whole book just really changed my mind on how to grow something from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And it stuck with me. Um, And I still have it somewhere in the house. I mean, I moved, so it's somewhere in one of these boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will link to it, you guys. Um, Number three, what is a non-negotiable part of your morning routine? Well, now that I have a baby, it's like it's making sure he gets up because I got to get him up because he got to get out the house so that I can do what I got to do. You got to get out of here. (laughs) Let me me not say that. But I think a non-negotiable part is I definitely love on like the ride home from dropping him off at my parents while they watch him during the day Uh is like that song of the day. Like I'm that person who like picks a song and just rides home and bops to it. And I think that kind of gets me going for the day. Like when I'm just by myself to have that alone time, as you know, as a mom, like just having those like five minutes in the car by yourself without like somebody in the backseat asking you for a monster truck. I'm like, listen, (laughs) I (laughs) that's his new thing. Like everything is monster trucks. So like just having that like soundtrack for the day or just that little five minutes really Mm -hmm. does help me get excited about what I have to do for the rest of the day. Love that. Okay. Number four, what's a personal habit that has helped you significantly in business and your career path? It has to be relationship building, networking. Um, I think I'm probably a natural connector, but leaning into that gift and not Mm -hmm. being afraid to reach out to people and to tell them about myself and what I'm doing and to really cultivate relationships. I think that like in this 
day and age of social media, we sometimes forget what it means to really build relationships mm-hmm. outside of just like a like in a DM. Like yeah. there are other ways to really just build like thoughtful. Like I love our podcast mastermind, right? I forgot how that even started, but now I have four I other women. I think it was probably who- you. <laughs> Pull this it had to be you and Jamila I was like, let's make a WhatsApp group together, or something. Yes. I forgot what happened, but like yeah. just having that group and being able to leverage relationships, like that's helped me in podcasting. That's yes. helped me in sponsorship building. Like, and I think also too is like not being afraid to bet on myself. Like mm-hmm. even when thinking about like now that I'm working with the agency to get ads for my podcast, yeah. I was just thinking about like, when did I first connect with the guy who um who who owns the agency? And I remember I was on jury duty and <laughs> I was just like waiting to get called. And I was doing research on like, you know, multicultural podcast agencies, right? And I sent him an email and I reached out to him like, hey, can we have a quick call? And I've always been somebody who hasn't thought about, like, I don't, when it comes to reaching out to people to tell yeah. them about what I'm doing, I never say like I'm too I'm too small or I'm too no. The least you could say is no. Yeah. But I'm always like willing to tell you about what I'm doing. And hey, you might be interested, you might not. But at least yeah. I gave you the chance to tell me. If yeah. You were. I love that about you. And I think too that speaking of relationships, you are very persistent. So you are not afraid to follow up over and over and over again. <laughs> say hey hey you didn't respond you didn't respond okay (laughs) thank you that's all I wanted was a response you know and it's like I think that's just like it goes back to like I remember when I was working in like an intern in sales like listen the art is in the follow-up right Mm -hmm. it's not about and and you can't be afraid to just ping someone again they might have forgotten they might be happy right yeah most times they've forgotten honestly like yeah there's a fine line between being annoying Mm -hmm. and uh you know you don't have to be annoying in your follow-up but definitely that follow-up will definitely help you in your relationship building and just connecting in general yes and so finally what are your parting words of advice for fellow side hustlers who want to put their dreams in drive? I don't know how many times I said that in that episode, but <laughs> I think by now y'all know Raina's podcast is Dreams in Drive. <laughs> yeah, what's your parting advice for folks who, you know, they're sitting in neutral, they need to hit drive, what's going on? So I get this from my guests and I say this a lot is I always thought that the biggest challenge in putting your dreams into drive was going mm-hmm. to be something tactical like Mm. you know llc figuring out taxes like no the biggest challenge is going to be like your own limiting beliefs like the fear the doubt and i think if you focus on really making sure your mindset is good and that you you really renew your inner confidence and just tell yourself hey let fear go let Mm -hmm. doubt go that's when you'll start seeing success in the dream driving journey. Yes. The other stuff, you could figure it out. You could hire somebody to do your tax. You got, you know what I mean? But you can't hire somebody to fix that fear and that doubt within yourself. I mean, you can get coaches, but at the end of the day, you have to do the work. So I guess the real, the real answer to this question is like, do the work, your inner work. And I think if we just spend some time in that self-care, spending time on thinking about who you are, what you want to do, what really drives you, not like a, a past guest of mine said, like, don't just have a dream because it's somebody else's dream, right? Make sure that yep. your dream is your dream because you're not going to see success if you're out here trying to like, you know how many times I have people on the show who wanted to be doctors mm-hmm. and now they're, you know, creatives and other stuff. Like, take the time to sit in your dream 
and to really like be real about what that means. And sometimes you can sit in your dream, but you're not necessarily real about how you want it to come to life. Right. So I think just take time there. And the tactical stuff isn't that important. It's really figuring out why you're doing it. And I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. It might take you a long time. It might be an ever going process. But I think if you're committed to just having that be part of the mission, Uh then you'll see you'll find success. I love that. I mean, that is just the perfect note to end on. That was pouring into me again. That's why I love this question because it always pours into me. I mean, no matter how far you get in this side hustling process, you're going to buck up on some limited beliefs. And that is why I'm always, always focusing on working on my mindset, really pushing past those doubts because they're still going to come up. I talked about this before, like they're, they're still going to come up and um, you can have all the keys in front of you. You know, you can have literally my whole blueprint, everything. But if you don't believe, like Raina was saying, like it's going to be a, a, a mental block that creates a physical block. So I hope you go over and listen to more episodes of Raina's Dreams and Drive podcast if you haven't already, because you can get more of her wisdom, more of her knowledge, hear more of her journey. And where can people connect with you outside of this episode, Raina? Well, you can definitely listen to the podcast where wherever you're listening to Nikayla's Side Hustle Pro, just searching Dreams and Drive and you can get that and we're Dreams and Drive um, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram mostly on Instagram nowadays and if you want to connect with me personally and see what I'm up to see my mommy and me journey as well as I'm trying to figure out this whole dream driving journey myself my personal uh, Instagram page is Rain R-A-I-N Shine S-H-I-N-E Love L-U-V I need to change it but I've had it since high school so that's going to be it (laughs) (laughs) I also was thinking girl what Raina Campbell like I had the yeah. name Raina Campbell but I just never use it but yeah no but dreams and drive yes. everywhere yes. alright guys and there you have it Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six-foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.